live. It's Sunday morning, uh, July the uh, 16th. Wow. Can you believe how fast time is uh, going by? That's uh, crazy. 2023. So good to be with you guys this morning. Um, hey, uh, I, I want to um, talk about something God's laid on my heart. Now, first of all, I want to tell you guys something. You know, somebody said to me the other day, said, David, online is good. Nothing wrong with it. But you got to have fellowship in person. And, and I agree with that. We need to be with people in person. But also, let me tell you something. When in person will not speak truth, God will use anything God needs to do to speak the truth. And that's what I'm believing he's doing with you and I with uh, uh, com communion, communicating, uh, being with each time we meet like this on Sunday, that I pray that God's truth come forth. Because, look, you don't have to, we are spirit. Spirit supersedes boundaries. There, there is no, uh, you know, there's no boundaries. There's no boundaries, right? Hey, hi, Astania, Kakistan. Welcome, Kakistan. Praise the Lord. Good to see you guys this morning. Marjorie? Um, there are no boundaries. So this meeting that we have, this time together, is to be respected and to be honored and to give God the glory is the same as if we were standing in a church with one, two, three, four, five thousand, I don't care, one person, two or more gathered in his name. All right? Uh, welcome India. All over the world we have people. Now you tell me on a Sunday morning, any church on any given Sunday that can have people walk in from all over the world, it can't happen in person. But God uses this time, this place, this medium in order for him to get his truth out. Because God said, one day you will worship me in truth and in spirit. Praise God, Lori. We are worshiping him this morning in, in uh, truth and in spirit. Uh, from Jackson, looks like Jackson, Maine. Um, God bless you all. I appreciate you here this morning. Please tell people about the broadcast um, every Sunday, 11 uh, Eastern Standard Time. You know, God's laid it on my heart uh, several, uh, well, probably we're up to about eight months. Can you believe it? David, I want you to go Sunday morning, no matter where you are. And as you can see, I'm not in the studio uh, today. I'm out on the road. Um, and, and we're working for God, okay? But I will continue as long as God let, allows me to do it every Sunday morning to be with you all. But it's been almost eight, eight months now. It, because God said, my people need to be fed, David. There are people that don't go to church. They've been burned by the church. They, they don't understand the church. They feel like misfits. And David, I want to speak to the people. And I said, okay, Lord. I want to do this. I mean, and I can't speak to you guys, but God can speak to you uh, through each other and through me. But I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, you know, I, there's nothing I can do, right? It's all God, God doing it. So if you're like me, the church, you know, I, I just, I just don't fit in to most churches. I, I've tried going every once in a while. I'll try to go and I'll say, Lord, show me, let this be a place where I can just praise you. I don't get grieved by the spirit. I don't grieve the spirit. I don't, you know, I just need to know. I just want to be with you, God. I want to be with people that are with you. And most of the time, I feel like a misfit. I don't feel like I fit in. I don't know. Do you guys relate to that? Can you, 
Um, can you understand that? If you do, I want you to thumbs up, raise your hand. And folks, I say this with a heavy heart because I shouldn't feel like a misfit. But I go into churches, and especially apostate churches, and I don't fit in. You know, they're either sterile or they're so full of sensationalism, I feel like I'm watching Harry Potter or I'm at Barnum and Bailey Circus. I don't know. They don't even, I don't even know if they have Barnum and Bailey Circus anymore. All right. I love you guys. All right, let's get going here. Let's get going. Talking about one word, one five-letter word this morning. One five-letter word that is the church has counterfeited. I'm talking about the apostate church has counterfeited, manipulated, bastardized. Yet this word, this one word is the foundation the foundation of our salvation, of our restoration, and our continuation. Let me say it. This one five-letter word is the foundation of our salvation, our restoration, and our continuation. Without it, we have nothing. We have nothing. But yet, this is a mystery. Most people don't understand this mystery except God's chosen people. And right now, I'm believing that I'm speaking to one of God's chosen people. I believe that you, and I know you have been chosen by God for this, for this day, for this time, for this hour. You've been chosen for a special mission. And I believe God has given us this word this morning. Let's go to Colossians 2, 2 and 4. Colossians 2, 2 and 4. Get in your Bibles, all right? Colossians 2, 2 through 4. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and uh, united in love so that they may have the full riches, complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Folks, this is Paul talking to the church. He's saying that God is a mystery, that this, is, this, this mystery of God is Christ, that most people don't understand, don't really know Christ. You must understand in these last days, people will fall away. That's what Scripture says. They will fall away, and they are falling away now in droves. Because the pressure gets too tight, it gets too hard, it gets too heavy, they can't take it. They have to go into the world and seek refuge instead of going to God. Victoria says, it's been a journey of hell and I would like to believe something else is there. Victoria, let me tell you something, your name is Victorious. God has given you that name, Victoria, Victory. All right, we just have to understand that we have victory in Christ. And I'm, I'm asking God not to let these just be religious words, but they, they penetrate into our soul so we understand, we have understanding and meaning. And that's what the scripture is talking about, that this is a mystery to most, but to you and to I, we are revealed the true mystery of Christ. What is this all about, Ronald? What is it all about, Victoria? 
Victoria, why do I feel so empty spiritually? Let me go as far as to say this. Possibly it's been like you going to a restaurant and they say, here's some food, eat it. But they've been feeding you rocks and cardboard and you've been watching television and you've been getting all this apostate stuff. But you are now being filled spiritually. God is touching you. He's restoring you. And that's my prayer right now. Many of us feel empty spiritually. But we're getting filled up right now in Jesus' name. The treasures of wisdom and knowledge, that's what we're getting this morning. That's right, Marjorie, victory for Victoria. That's what we're getting this morning, victory. Why? Because we have the knowledge and the understanding. See, you and I have it. It's not that we have to get it. We have it. It's in us. It's in you and I right now. Verse 9 Colossians 2 verse 9, for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form and in Christ you have been bought, uh, brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. Folks, Christ is full. The beginning, the middle, the end, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, that's it. Full package. The power of God lives in you. Why? Because it was transferred from the Son to you. The Father did that. That's why we feel empty. That's why we spiritually have a hard time connecting because we look at other people and we say, is that you, God? Is that you? Because if it is, I'm confused because my spirit doesn't resonate with that. But this morning, good morning, Betty, but this morning, Despite the trials, Betty says a lot of trials, but I am winning. Praise God, you are. Betty's come a long way since I've met her. I'm telling you, precious child in God. She's a perfect example. But I'm telling you guys, if you feel empty, you're feeling like I feel. But we now are being filled and we must connect. And that's what I'm praying God's going to give me, has given me this morning to relate to you. Verse 12 having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. We're going to be talking about two things this morning with that five-letter word. Two things this morning with that five-letter word. The cross and the resurrection. Amazing grace. Amazing grace. It's a hymn that a lot of us have sang, many Christians sing it. But I, I, I want to go through the Amazing Grace song, and then I want to talk about grace. What is real Amazing Grace? In 1748, a song was written by a man in a violent storm on a ship. Like his name was, uh, uh, what was his name here? He was a poet, John Newton. This is in 1748. Uh, 1748, the ship was being tossed to and fro. He thought he was going to die. He prayed to God. He said, God, help me, help me, show mercy on me. God delivered him. He calmed the storm, God did, and the ship was saved. And so was John Newton. And from that, John wrote this song called Amazing Grace. But I want to talk about this this morning. You and I have sang this several times. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. But what sound is it that saved a wretch like you and I? 
but sound. See, the church has manipulated and bastardized this song and this word of grace. Even the song. Yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't, just, they don't just manipulate the word. If they bring a song into it, they want to manipulate the song. Let me give you an example. This, these are some of the new words that they put on it. That saved a wretch like me, that's what it's supposed to be. No, they changed it. They said, that saved and set me free. Why? Because the, the modern day church, the apostate church, doesn't want to admit that we are wretched, that they are wretched. You see, when you do that, that means you must repent. But they've taken the altars out of church. There's no more repentance. They've taken repentance out of the church today. Go to any church. Most of them. Most of them. They don't have an altar. These preachers, they don't preach repentance. They might, at the end of their syrupy sermon, they might say, well, close, bow your heads, say this sinner's prayer, and you're saved forever. Well, they might just say, go ahead and repent in your heart and move on. Let's grab a chicken dinner, right? No, I'm talking true repentance. I'm talking get on your face. I'm talking about eat carpet repentance. I'm talking about I am nothing, God, but you are everything. Help me. I'm broken. They've changed it from a wretch like me to that saved and set me free. Folks, no one's free until we get on our knees and repent and admit that we are wretched. And here they wrote this. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior, ransom me. And like a flood, his mercy reigns. Unending love. Amazing grace. Are you kidding? There is no amazing grace. Nothing about that grace that's amazing if you do not repent. These modern day churches raising their hands. My chains are gone. I've been set free. You have? No, you haven't. You haven't repented. There's no freedom. There's no freedom. That's right, Marjorie. Amen. There's no freedom without repentance. When you repent, that's when you're set free. That's when amazing grace kicks in. The mystery of God. Go to James 4, 6. James 4, 6. It says, God opposed the proud and gives grace to the humble. Folks, when we don't repent and bow down, when we say that my chains are gone without repentance, we are not being humbled. He will not show us mercy. He opposes that. But he gives grace to the humble. God showed us mercy and grace. Not because he reconsidered the severity of the crime. But it's because he removed the penalty. Let me say that again. God showed you and I mercy and grace. Not because he reconsidered the crime. It's because he removed the penalty for you and I.
And I want to talk about the penalty and how it was removed this morning. You see, grace killed Jesus, the man on the cross. Grace killed Jesus, the man on the cross. But grace raised Christ, the Savior, from the grave. Let me say it again. I cry when I say this. Because Jesus died in my place. I don't deserve what I have, and neither do you. We need to shed tears, folks. Tears of repentance, tears of joy, tears of respect for God, but also tears of memory. Remembering what God did for us, what Jesus did for us on the cross. Grace killed Jesus. I'm talking about the man on the cross, the man, the man Jesus. But grace raised Christ the Savior from the grave. It's because of grace that you and I are sitting here right now. It's because of grace that you and I can comprehend what's being said right now. It's because of grace that you and I will spend eternity in heaven with God right now, whether you feel like it or not. Don't go by feelings. Go by evidence. Go by evidence. Hallelujah. And we've got some prayer requests here. I'm going to get to you. I've got some brothers and sisters. It says, I think, said the sister, either, I think her husband was dealing with pornography. Uh, these are addictions. They're demons. Okay. Uh, they are demons. We want to pray for you. Now, unfortunately, I won't be able to bring Shanita on today because we're separated just in distance, not, not spiritually, uh, or our relationship, but we are separated, not together, this morning. Um, as you can see, I'm sitting in a hotel room. But it doesn't matter. God's truth marches forward no matter where you are, right? Matthew 24, Matthew 27, 24. Let's go this. We're talking about the sound, amazing grace, how sweet the sound but what sound is this what sound is god talking about in this song and i believe that a man wrote it but god wrote it through this man that we could say how amazing god's grace is what sound there's two sounds matthew 27 24 about three in the afternoon jesus cried out a loud voice he basically said my god my god why have you forsaken me it's the sound of the cry of the Son as he cries to the Father and says, You've separated from me. And the Father looks down, I believe, tears in his eyes. And he's looking down upon grace, saying, I must do this because I love my children so much. I love my children so much. 
says, pray for my friend Robin, her son Cody. We are praying, Robin. I want you guys to exchange prayer requests. Pray for each other. Love each other. That sound of the son looking to the father and saying, why have you forsaken me? The sound of the blood dropping on the ground. Every drop of blood that hit the ground, I believe it rang in heaven. It was so loud. If, if it were possible, it would bust the eardrums of angels. That's the sound, folks. The blood of Jesus falling. Falling on the ground. And every blood, drop of blood, had your name on it. Every drop of blood, the DNA, the DNA of Christ, your DNA and Christ's DNA and my DNA are now one. When you became a child of God, your DNA changed in your body. I believe the blood, your actual blood, I'm talking physically and spiritually, actually changed in your body. It has to for you to have the power of God to deal with demons. Your DNA must change into the DNA of God. It is, it, it is impossible physically, I believe, to cast demons out without having a change of DNA. And if it were possible for doctors to do a blood test to see if you are a child of the living God, if that were possible, they would do a test and they would go, this blood is not of this earth. Your blood is God's blood. Your DNA is God's DNA. He died on the cross for you and I, but has he ever crossed your mind? He died on the cross for you and I, but does he ever cross their mind? Matthew 28. Let's go to the second sound. The first sound's the cross. The second one, Matthew 28, 2. After the, uh, 1 and 2. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the, and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for the angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning. His clothes was white as snow. The guards were so afraid that they shook and became like dead men. Folks, the second sound was the, was the rolling back of the stone, the earthquake. It was the period in which the spirit of the son was raised back to the father to offer his blood for you and I, the ultimate sacrifice. Sound number one, the cross. Sound number two, the resurrection. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like you and a wretch like me. Say, David, I'm hurting. I need help. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more godly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Folks, let me tell you something. I am weak. I woke up this morning. All of a sudden, these negative thoughts. You ever do that? You ever wake up in the morning and all of a sudden you got all these negative thoughts? And I mean, just... The pits of hell just comes raining on your brain. You know, you don't even know you're doing it. Yeah? And then just says yes. 
Let me know. Has this ever happened to you? It happened to me this morning. It happens to me a lot. And I don't even know I'm thinking these negative thoughts. And all of a sudden, I get in this, in this depressed stupor. And these are demons attacking me. They want to take me down. They don't want me to be with you this morning. They want me to feel so dirty and so depressed. But God delivered me. He spoke to me. He said, David, my amazing grace is going to obliterate the pits of hell. And he did this morning his amazing grace. James 1, 9, 10 says, Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. But the rich should take pride in their humiliation since they will pass away like a wildflower. Flower. Folks, let me tell you something. You need to take pride in your high position. You are humble. When you humble yourself, God raises you. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord, and He will raise you up. When we humble, when we repent, God raises us up. If you're like me, you feel like a misfit. You know, you're just a common Joe, Jane. But you're in a high position with God. You're at the throne. I'm at the throne. We're with Christ. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Ninja said, I've always felt a misfit. Let me know if you guys have, I mean, I just have never fit, fit in. I don't fit in with anybody, really. I haven't had tons of friends. The ones I have are very close. You know, I just, I don't know. I ask God, I said, I hear a different drum. I don't understand it. But God says, I created you that way. And he's saying he created you that way so that you can know the mystery of God. You see, people that fall into cliques, like in school, when I went to high school, they'd have all these cliques. They don't think for themselves. The only way they can think is in a clique. I said, the only way they can think is when they get with other people in a group. Because that way they don't have to think. The group can think for them. And that's why people are going to go to hell in these last days, because the deep state, they're pouring in to the thought of the deep state. And the deep state is selling them a bill of goods that, well, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But I'm telling you right now. Do not feel like a misfit with God. You may be a misfit with man, but you fit right in with God. Let me say that again. You may be a misfit with man, but you and I fit right in with God. He created you that way. So I never fit in, either says. Musicians tend to be loners. Well, he put that in you. Edith, put that in you. Yeah, I've always been different, you know. People say, David, why are you so weird? I'll tell you why I'm so weird. Let me tell you why I'm so weird. Jeremiah 29, 11. Go to it. Jeremiah 29, 11. This is why I'm weird and you're weird. We are a peculiar people. We are different. We stand out, says Sonia. That's right. When you're different, you stand out. People are going to come against you. They're going to censor you. They're going to make fun of you. Folks, rejoice in this. It means you are a child of God. You hear something different. You see something different. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, says God. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's why I'm different. That's why you're different. Because God has plans for you. Plans not to harm you, but to love you. Plans to give you hope and a future.
That's why you're different. When you fall into a clique, when you go to a Six Flags Over Jesus church or a God Mart, as I call them, you know, you fit right into a clique, folks. This is a clique. It's a club. It's a country club. Depart from me. I know you not. I'm happy to be different. Absolutely. I should do a t-shirt. We should do a t-shirt. We're happy to be different. Praise God on that. All right. But to be different means that we do different things. And I want to talk about the three R's that we need to do. The three R's. Thank you, Larry. Says my heart's in the fight place. Thank you, Larry. God bless you. It's in the right place, the fight place. When you're in the right place, you're in the fight place. When you're in the fight place, you're in the right place. All right, the three R's. Number one is repent. This is what we have to do for grace. We repent. We repent on a daily basis. If you don't know the Lord, you repent unto salvation. And I believe there's someone out there listening, maybe many, maybe several. You, you say, I don't know God. Maybe I thought I knew God, but I really don't know God, David. Oh, you, you repent. Repent means to turn away. You don't have to get emotional, though I do. And I question if a person doesn't get emotional, because it's an emotional event to have eternal salvation forever. Live with God. But you just... Believe it in your heart, and, 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 and you want to do that. You want to turn away. And we constantly repent. Thank you. That's the other part of it. We, we repent on a daily basis, hourly, if we have to. If I think about it, I'm repenting two or three times an hour, if I am aware of it, and I ask God to give me that mindset to completely turn away. Folks, when you are in sin, and you look at that sin, and you say, I don't want it anymore, you have now repented. See, saying I repent doesn't mean much unless there is action behind it. Okay? Now, we, we, we get caught up in addiction and we don't want it. We say we repent and we get caught up in it. It doesn't mean that you've just slipped off into the, into the pits of hell. It means that you're in the flesh. But in the spirit, you told God, I'm committing to you, God. I need help. God knows. But you see, this is what Jesus did on the cross. He defeated the demons. He defeated those demons. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, the demons shook. You go, well, the demons were defeated at the resurrection. No, it was completed at the resurrection. They were defeated at the cross. It was completed at the resurrection. Okay? Let's go to uh, uh, Colossians 2, um, Colossians 2, 14, uh, Colossians 2, uh, 13, 14, 15, Colossians 2, 13, 14, 15. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled uh, uh, the, um, the change of our legal indebtedness, meaning we're no longer in debt, which stood against us and condemned us as he has now taken it away. Nailing it to the cross. He nailed it to the cross. That sound, the sound of the hammer hitting the nail, the sound of the, the, the son crying out to the father, why have you deserted me? 
The sound of the veil ripping. The sound. How sweet the sound of amazing grace. Verse 15. And having disarmed the powers and authorities. This is important, folks. He disarmed the powers and authorities. He made who? He, Jesus, the Son of God. God in the flesh made a spectacle of them. Them who? The demons. Triumphing over them by the cross. Folks, it's the cross. Amen? Can I have an amen on that? It's the cross. They were defeated. You and I have victory, Victoria. We have victory because Christ defeated them on the cross. That's where amazing grace lives. Okay, the three R's. Repent. 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 Second, receive. David, what do you mean by receive? I mean, read Scripture. Receive God's word. Commune with. Listen to God. What does God have to say? Is it David? I need to ask God. No, I need, no, don't ask God anything. Don't ask God for anything. Repent and then wait to receive God's word. Now, I'm not telling you it's exactly what is going to answer your question, but it's exactly what you need and what I need. Because, see, the question you ask and the question I ask isn't necessarily what we really need. That's why we have two ears, one mouth. Most Christians want to have two mouths and one ear. They want to talk. They don't want to listen, especially religious people. They'll just sit there and blurt out Scripture and tell me all kind of nonsense and doctrine. And I just, I, I get ill. I actually get heartburn. You know. Or people that are sensationalists. You know, they want to talk about some crazy stuff, right? I said, what's that got to do with God? And folks, this is going to happen more and more as we go on. People will talk about crazy stuff. You know, I mean, we talk about SRA. We talk about the alien-demon connection. We talk about program. We do that, but we do it within context, I hope, of Scripture. But then I'll have people send me videos that are just so far out in left field. It looks like it was made by L. Ron Hubbard of Scientology. We've got to stop that. Listen to God's Word. Repent. You know, my kids come to me and they say, Dad, I'm sorry. You know. I'm sorry for what I did. I said, that's great. But then they want to start talking about everything they want. I'm sorry, Dad, I did this, but can I have a car? Can I have some money? Can I have this? Can I have that? And you know what it makes me want to do? It makes me want to just run away. So imagine how God feels when we repent and come to Him, start asking Him for all kinds of stuff. No, I want my kids to listen to me. Dad, I'm sorry. Then they be quiet. Dad, I'm ready for you to talk to me. What, what do you have for me? Son, daughter, I thank you for repenting. You're a wonderful child. I have this for you. I have that for you. I have this for you. And then they say, Dad, I appreciate that. By the way, can you buy me a house? No, I'm just kidding. They don't ask for that. I'd buy them a house, a little dollhouse maybe. If it was my granddaughter, Barbie. Um, repent, receive God's word, and then talk to God. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Ronald. I'm getting it. three amens from Ronald. Can I have some more amens? Sometimes I feel like, you know, 
you know, I know it's God giving me these words. I don't want to be, you know, have an ego or anything like that. I just believe it is. Uh, but sometimes it's good to get an amen if it jives with your spirit. It, it's, it's good. I don't have to get it, but it's good to get it. Okay. Okay. Uh, please pay my two young grandchildren, my daughter. Uh, it looks like Shelly. Okay. We're going to be praying for you. Um, okay. What I want you guys to do now is to, amen. There you go, Marjorie. Thank you. Is that Hadass? In Israel. Amen from Israel. I love you guys. Okay. Betty. Amen. Lori. Amen. Thank you for the amens. Um, let's go ahead and, um, go to the Lord with this song. Since we've been talking about amazing grace, um, why don't we just sing it? And, uh, I've got this old guitar. I travel with me on the road. And so sometimes it goes out of tune, but you know, when it reaches heaven, I believe it's perfectly in tune. Don't you all believe that? Yeah. All right, here we go. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch, a wretch like me. Yeah, I was was blind but now I can see I was lost oh but now I'm found praise God praise God let's praise him praise God praise God Praise God, praise God, praise God, oh yeah, praise God, praise you Lord, just praise Him right where you are, praise you Lord, we thank you for your amazing grace, praise God, praise God. Praise God. Perhaps you're listening to my voice this morning. You say, David, the pain, you don't know the pain I go through. Yes, I do. I've been there. I'm not going to say I've gone through everything you've gone through. I won't say that. But the worst pain I've ever had is being separated from God. And if you're saying, David, I want to come back to God, I've been a backslid. Or David, I don't know God and I want to know him right now. It's your time. Praise God. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Say, David, I've got pain in my body. I'm addicted. I'm trying hard to kick that addiction. Folks, let me tell you something. The measurement of your Christianity, of your salvation, is not dependent upon what you're addicted to, what you're not addicted to. It's dependent upon if you're doing your best to follow Jesus. God knows your stumbling. He knows your pain. God's not looking for perfect people. He's looking for people He can lead into perfection. 
in the perfection that we know as humans. Well, that's not God's perfection. See, God's perfection is understanding grace and that we are wretched and that we need a Savior on a day-to-day -day hourly basis, no matter who we are, understanding we're in humble circumstances. If you're depending on your money, friend, turn. Just turn away right now because it's going to burn. If you're depending on your career, if you're depending on that relationship, if you're depending on your friends and your family, turn right now. Turn back to God. Because as we stand, we will stand alone before our loving God. And as we sing this one more time, I want you to think about the cross, the sound of the nail hammers hitting the nails and the son looking up and saying, Father, why, why have you forsaken me? Think about the sound of the earthquake, of the stone rolling away. As we sing this amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Saved, that saved a wretch, that saved a misfit like me, someone who repents. I once was lost, oh, but now, now I'm found. I was blind, I was blind, but now I see. Folks, I want you to know how precious you are to God and how unique you are. Many are called, few are chosen. You're one of the chosen few. And you and I will live with Him for eternity. But the one thing we must do, we must believe. Because without believing, it is impossible to please God. You see, when God looked down on that day on His Son, screaming for Him, Father, Abba, help me. I'm your Son. Help me. God, the Father, had to turn away. He had to turn away. Can you imagine turning away from your child as they're screaming, Mama, help me. Daddy, help me. But you turn away knowing that the sacrifice of your child is going to save billions for eternity. That's what God did for us. That's what God has done for us. And that's what God is doing for us. We thank you, Father. We thank you for being such a loving God. And the best we can do 
is to believe that you did that for us and to believe that you love us and you're here with us. Folks, if God the Father would let his son die on the cross for you and I, do you not think he would be with you and I in times of trouble? What good is it? He's done the work. We must believe. We must receive. Then we must request. Amazing grace. I want to pray for you all right now. Each and every one of my brothers and sisters. Father, I pray right now for each and every one hearing the sound of my voice. This is an appointed, anointed time that we are together. I'm asking for healing right now on your children. We're commanding a healing in Jesus' name. We thank you for the power you've given us. Help us, Lord, to understand it. Help us to use it. We come against Satan, demon of addiction, demon of pain, demon of confusion, demon of financial and, and ruin, of ruin of relationships. We come against you. We cast you out in Jesus' name. We cast you out. You will not return. Thank you, Father, for giving us this, this power and this privilege. Each and every person out there hearing my voice, with the request to God, you must believe. God is a rewarder of those that believe. He rewards those. He's rewarding you right now. And I love you guys. Um, if you need prayer requests, you can go to admin at davidhevener.tv. Please give us your prayer request. If you'd like to help support the ministry, first of all, through prayer. We need your prayer, if nothing else. Please pray. It's what helps us get through. And it's a hard road. It's very hard. I don't talk about it a lot because I'm more concerned about you all and about what you go through. Um, but we go through a lot. And we appreciate your prayers. If God's laying on your heart to support us financially, the ministry, everything we do, we do for the ministry. Uh, we put into the ministry. And we need it to keep going. If you would like to financially support us, you can just go to davidhevener.tv forward slash give. Uh, call 844-806-0006 or text the word chosen to 91999. If you could please become a member of davidhevener.tv. Folks, it's cheap, less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Um, and it will help support the ministry. We need to build a community. Uh, we do, and God has given me this platform, but we need uh, you to be a part of it. Uh, go to lastevangelist.com and help us fund uh, episode two and three, we come against uh, the vaccine. Um, and also, I, again, I want to give you these things. And I know I say this every week, but it's important. I want, to, I want you to have it. If you can't afford it, I want to give it to you. Uh, it's the uh, last episode of Last Evangelist with, uh, um, with banned videos. If you already have a copy, consider getting one for somebody else uh, and giving it to them as a gift. This is eight hours of footage. Uh, many of my friends, L.A. Marzulli, late great Russ Dizdar, many, many dealing with all the subjects we talk about. Uh, demon possession, alien demon connection, the astral projection, it goes on and on. This is, folks, 
if you have a copy, get a copy for somebody else, give it to them. And my books, my two new books, In Times Investigation, Story of My Life in Hollywood. And I take a lot, some of my sermons out of this book, which um, I wrote. Uh, it's called uh, uh, True Power, How to Use Your Power in These Last Days. Uh, again, if you can't afford it, I want to send it to you anyway. But folks, really, if you can't afford it, just let me know because we're going to pray for you. Because you, if you're homeless and you got, you're in dire need, you need prayer. Uh, but if you can and you'd like to donate, that'd be great. All right. I love you guys. Just remember, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Let's sing it just one more time. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved, it saved the rich. Oh, it's like me. Well, yeah, I once was lost. Yeah, but now I'm found. Was blind, I was blind, but now I'm free, cause I can see. All right. I love you guys. appreciate you all. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow night, Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tell a friend. You never really live till you found someone we're dying for, and that's Christ Jesus. All right. Love you guys.